0: Coming up today on The Story.
1: It's really about learning how to do your budget, how to manage your money, how to manage what God has given you. You know, the Lord has skilled us, we can earn an income, we need to look after that, we manage it, we need to be great stewards of our money, and we need to give back to God what He's blessed us with. The
0: Story. Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Elaine Clinton has always had an interest in finances. And after she became a Christian, she's always had a heart for helping others manage their money in a biblical way. Also, as we'll hear, she was very successful at running her own business. Meanwhile, when she became single again after several years of marriage, she decided to help start a ministry for Christian singles. So I guess you could say that Elaine is somewhat of a mover and shaker who likes to use her skills to help people. We'll find out her story today as she has a chat with Karen Hunt.
2: Now, in essence, your background is actually in business and finance. You've worked with cosmetics, with real estate, money management, with training. You've got a real heart for singles because you were a single for quite a long period of time. You're currently married to Wayne. You've got four grandchildren even. But let's just rewind in your story. Go back to the early years of Elaine. Where were you born and bred and
1: what was life like for you? As a little girl, I was born in Alstonville, uh, Northern New South Wales, and grew up on a farm. And just loved adventure and riding horses, and and I loved people, loved singing. Um, Whatever was on, I wanted to be a part of it. So I grew up as the youngest of six children, and most of my brothers and sisters are all still down there having a great time living on the farm and doing what they're doing. Um, I think just enjoying finance with my dad and helping him with his books and stuff got me into banking. So um, I started my career as a bank officer, and uh, boy, that was years ago. So that's a far cry from being out on the farm, being out and
2: about, a little bit tomboyish perhaps, to then coming to sit at a desk <laughs> and doing Absolutely. Money Matters.
1: Yeah, well, Money Matters is always something I've been a part of. I've always been a good saver, and I uh, always found it easy enough to put away for tomorrow rather than spend tomorrow's wage today. So let's save, let's deal without, and then let's start saving for something for the future as the youngest of six how much older is your oldest sibling my eldest brother's nine years older than I am and um, so sprinkled between every year or two there was one of us so uh, there's three boys and three girls and I'm the youngest and yes I was a tomboy what about faith in those years? Was faith a part of your family culture at all? Yes, we always grew up in church. I always say I was praising Jesus from my mother's tummy, and uh, and that was in the Methodist Church at Alstonville. And we were a part of um, the youth group and choir. We'd go out and minister in other little churches who had no uh, pastor for the week or whatever, and we'd go and we would sing. And we had fun. We were singing one day, uh, We Shall Not Be Moved, and we are in the paddock of the church, <laughs> and the farmer had let the cattle out. So the cattle were coming along and here's my sister Helen and I singing away, praising the Lord. It was a lot of fun. So the cows were moved? Well, the cows were looking to see what the noise was and we were standing still. <laughs> it was really good fun. It was great to be a part of it and just the experience of being out there encouraging people in their Christian walk and singing was our gift and we love to share it. You mentioned the singing. Did you learn an instrument? Were you musical in other ways beyond using the voice box? No, I did um, learn the piano and funny it was an old old piano I had and then it went to my eldest brother's family and then it came back to me we bought it and restored it so my three daughters ended up learning on the old piano and I've still got it now so Um, but we learned how to play the piano just enough so we could sing and and read music to sing with Um, but no I do like to just jump on the piano and praise the Lord with it but not for anybody else to really enjoy (laughs) So when you left school, what was your first job? My first job was working in Woolworths as a checkout chick. (laughs) And from there, I then got a job at uh, the local bank in Alstonville, the old commercial bank. And, yeah, it was the um, old-fashioned way of doing banking and using a sort of a typewriter to type statements out. It was good. Tell me, how long did you stay in the local bank there? And, you know, what actually sent you away from there? I'm sensing a bit of an adventure story is coming, yeah. I worked In the bank for about a year, and we had all these people who would come in and work there who were on relief staff, and I quickly learned that they got paid a lot more money by traveling the state, so that really did give me a bit of an interest in time to travel. I was a single lady and it was, I was 18 years old, so away I went and I travelled all over New South Wales, so all the country areas. And I did that for two and a half years and I really enjoyed my time and with the bank and helping people and helping them with their saving and their spending and their loans, so I did cover a lot of different things there. So young, single, adventurous spirit ready to see beyond the local farm, yeah? Absolutely. <laughs> (laughs) And made friends in every town I went and probably broke a few hearts there too. Had a lot of fun and still meet up with some friends that I met um, from Bingra, Inverell and travelled downtown to Taree as well. But uh, look, it was great. And then obviously while I was in Sydney, I met a gentleman and then ended up getting off the relief staff and moving back to Alstonville to have uh, three beautiful daughters. And at that time with your daughters as young girls, you
2: became involved there with cosmetics, again, with the business mind, yeah?
1: Yes. Well, I wanted to earn money while I still had children at home and I didn't want to be home doing nothing and not earning an income. So I just started doing a makeup business and I found that I was quite good at it and then I gathered all my friends and family and I ended up training over 100 ladies on how to run a nutrimetics makeup business. So I did very well with that. I had five overseas trips and, look, went to Hawaii and, and in and just some beautiful parts of America and um, Thailand and then had um, three company cars so I really did enjoy you know the flowers and and the fun and the speeches and and the adventure of of traveling all over and the aim was saving so we could put a swimming pool in our our land and it was just lovely to have this lovely big in-ground fiberglass swimming pool that they all learnt to swim in. So the goal was achieved. Very much so. And it is like that with life. If we don't have goals and we're aiming for something, you know, if it's indecisive, then you're never going to get there. But being decisive, making up your mind, deciding, I want to aim for this. This is how I'm going to do it. This is what I'm prepared to do without to achieve what I need to start it. And then this is how I'm going to pay it off. And then celebrate the achievement. I love the celebration. So with a young family, again, was faith a part of that family time and that culture? Very much so. We always had lovely devotions at home, and and read the scriptures, and the children were in the plays and the dramas, whatever was happening. Um, my youngest daughter was in the dancing. My eldest daughter played keyboard, and and my middle daughter was always singing. So we were all part of it. The girls were all there with me, whatever I was doing. They were always a part of it, a family affair. Absolutely, and it was great as a family to do things together. Um, and then we would go off to Sydney to Hillsong to the conferences and we would take their friends with us and stay at friends down there and camp in their lounge room on the floor and it was a lot of fun just in the whole training and raising up of our children. So how long did you stay with the Nutrametics? I ran my business for 10 years mm-hmm. Um, I did move away from Austinville for five years and so it was a bit harder to run a business so I got back into banking again so then even after that five years and I moved further up into Queensland uh, I did find myself wanting to get back into something financial. An opportunity came up at a Christian school and I applied for it and you know I was just so delighted to be able to start working with families and um, school fees and working out payment plans and helping people work out how to pay their fees off and educate their children. I love my job, love the opportunity of encouraging people, praying with them, encouraging them in their journey with what they're doing or maybe what crisis they're going through, grabbing a hold of their right hand and praying with them and saying, you know, the Lord's going to help you and and lead you and guide you. Yeah, he promises that. Life throws a few uh, lumps and bumps in there and we have a few crises. And, and I know when I was doing my nutrimetics business, um, we'd been nursing my dad with cancer. And, and when he died, I just couldn't get back into the makeup business. I couldn't get back into driving myself. So I went, I want to do something that's in a school. I was only in the job a few years. And then there was another massive season change and I became a single lady again. And um, that was that was a real, real hard role. And, and you know, raising then children on my own and and just trying to do your whole finance thing and negotiate all of that. So... Usually i found um, there's always somebody else doing a similar thing at the same time. So mm-hmm. I gathered some ladies and we were singles doing life together. And that's what I'd be encouraging single people in this day and age to do is to, to gather some friends, some guys' and girls' friends, and just be friends and do life together. Mm-hmm. It's great. You know, I would need jobs doing around the house and I could ask a couple of the guys, would they come over and move this or change that or fix this, and I'll cook them a baby dinner and they used to love my food and and we'd all have a great time. So a group of eight people is a wonderful way of meeting a few guys and a few girls and doing life together. And you really needed to have a
2: family friendly life together. So the job was perfect, perfect for you and
1: your girls in that season, hey? Absolutely. And I think being single and there are so many singles on not only in Queensland, but New South Wales, Um, there's singles everywhere who just want to the tips on how to get together and how to do life together.
0: You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is having a chat with Elaine Clinton, who has a background in business and finances. Also, as we've been hearing, she helped start a ministry for Christian singles. We'll find out more of her story when we return. The Story. We're continuing with Karen Hunt chatting with Elaine Clinton, who has a background in business and finances. Before the break, we heard about another part of her life, which involves starting a Christian singles group. And she's even written a book about this called Sensationally Single. Now we're going to hear more of Elaine's story, including how she eventually met her future husband.
1: You
2: created this called Gourmet Christian Singles. Tell us how that came to be and tell us about all the exciting exploits that you found
1: yourself involved with. Well, I like food, so I figured I wanted to go out and have dinner with somebody. So getting a few people together, we started a group here. Um, one was a recovery group and mine was the social group. We started at the Marriott, nice place to start yeah, and very nice. <laughs> and we went, um, we went to the Japanese and, and we had a great time there. And that night we had a couple who met and who have now been married many years and I thought well if that happens all the time I'm not going to have many people left in the group so I joined up with a couple of other single groups that were happening and we became the gourmet Christian singles. Now you've done a few cruises as well as a part of the single scene? Yeah what happened was I decided I'd love to go on a holiday and I'd love to do a cruise. It'd been 20 years since I'd been on one so I told a couple of girlfriends and they were like yeah yeah we'll join you and before I knew there was Eight people, and then I invited the people in Brisbane who I knew, and there was like then there was like 20, and then I advertised it, and I had people from Coff's Harbor, from Victoria. So in the end, my holiday I took 40 people on a cruise. Oh, whoa, baby, it wasn't a great holiday for me, but it was a whole lot of fun. We had a wow of a time. We ate and we danced, and we even did a church service on board. And I remember um Pastor. Steve Newey, he spoke about we don't know what direction we're going in, but the Lord is leading us.
2: Wow, I can only imagine 40 singles. I mean, you're a real cheerleader type. <laughs> you're a gatherer and a networker. Well done. I can only imagine the impact that your initiative has had on many of
1: those people's lives. Yeah, it was a great point for them to learn how to socialise with each other, um, how to get dressed, how to communicate. And then in the end, I wrote a book called Sensationally Single because they just needed some basic tips. My book, Sensationally Single, I I had it published twice now, but um, but it's just been a great help tool for people all over Australia. I have sent it to the back blocks of everywhere, the country towns, the cities. It's been awesome, and I've helped people start up groups, uh, how to start a gourmet Christian singles group.
2: So the book you're talking about, it's in print. It's also an e-book. Give us
1: an outline of some of the things that you covered within the book. Well, start with yourself. Look at yourself. What is it you need to improving yourself. A lot of times it's get a haircut, get your teeth fixed make sure you smell nice make sure your clothes are neat and that goes for guys and girls it's like look at yourself and have a really good friend have a have a look at you and go hey, hey come on let's, let's lose a little bit of weight, let's get a little bit fitter, you know how can we be more interesting um, to other people and so that we do look attractive and it is great for your self esteem to look good. So you're really talking about self respect, you're talking about self-dignity. Yes, yes, and you know, just getting yourself prepared um, to enjoy the rest of your life, whether you're single, married, or in a relationship. Okay, so I've got this hot little book in my hand, Sensationally
2: Single, and it was written by Elaine Johnston. Yes. You're not yet <laughs> Elaine Clinton. Tips on building fabulous relationships for Christian men and women. I'm looking at chapter ten. It says ten tips for action. Give us your top
1: three tips, huh? Oh, okay. What one thing could you do to improve yourself physically? And number two, emotionally. What do you need to do to forgive somebody? There's always somebody to forgive in a relationship that's broken up. Um, One, Where do you go to meet people? I just love dinner for eights. I think they're the best way to go. And of course, in this book, I couldn't do it without having some sort of balance sheet and budget and goal list. So (laughs) that's you. That's me. It's all about budgeting and goal setting. Um, I think praying about your special friend is another really great tip. And um, getting together with friends in a mixed group Is just ideal way to meet people and get to know people and hear how they speak to other people and you'll soon get to know a whole lot more about them. Everybody has a story to tell and to share. So it's hard to just pinpoint it
2: to three. I mean, it's all (laughs) fully outlined in your book, but you mentioned about the dinners. You mentioned the dinners of eight. Now, not only did you organise one cruise, you organised two cruises. You were single during both of those cruises and it was actually at one of your dinners of eight that that eighth person ended
1: up becoming your hubby. Is that right? Yes, it is. It was a a lovely night at a friend's house and there was four guys and four girls. And when I walked in and met Wayne, I shook his hand and instantly had a spiritual connection and I went, oh, Very nice. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Absolutely. And, of course, over those seven years of doing the cruises and running the Gourmet Christian Singles, um, it never been anybody as special as Wayne. He's just such a wonderful man and he's a perfect fit for me. So how did he find out about Gourmet Singles? Well, his neighbour invited him across the road to her house for a dinner for eight. But it was a supper night and we were watching The Farmer Wants a Wife. (laughs) Is that true? and yes, it was such a fun night. And of course, during the ads, we got to talk about all sorts of things. And I love Top Gear and cars and coffee. So that were the topics that we chatted about. So Elaine, beyond your chatting, what was going on in his world at that time to bring him to that dinner party? Well, Wayne's wife had died six months earlier from cancer, and she'd been really surviving that and fighting it for many years. Um, and he had nursed her and done a marvellous job. Job, so it was really time for him to get out and meet some people and get back into life and doing some fun things. So you would have brought a lot of joy to his new world, I would imagine. Well, certainly we did a lot of fun things. I love dancing, so we used to do rock and roll dancing, and so he hadn't done that. And he loved riding his bike, and I hadn't been on a cycle for years. So I borrowed a bike and a helmet off a friend, and away we went. And look, sometimes we just have a dance in the kitchen. A song comes on, and we. We just have a dance and have fun and um, no, it's really really good so we do a lot of different things so we climb Mount Morning and I just love that rope climb at the very top we were like going up at like mountain goats it was just such a fun time and a fun thing to do there's that adventurous spirit yeah we climbed the Story Bridge too that was great we did the dusk one where it's, it sort of gets nice and dark and the lights of the city came on and yes yeah, a lot of fun things to do together and great to have a mate to do things with um, some of the other things is we love properties so in our business together we support each other and uh, yeah it's been lots of fun. So what happens in a gourmet singles group when the singles actually get together and become doubles? (laughs) Well I've certainly been at a few weddings and um, that's been really great to encourage but what Wayne and I did is we wrote a a booklet called Excitedly Engaged just to share the journey of when you meet and praying about your partner to starting to ask each other questions. So we've got in our booklet, 100 Questions, and we encourage people to go through 10 questions each week for 10 weeks. Call it a date night, just a night to get together, chat about different things, and learn some of the things that maybe you wouldn't get around to sharing with each other. Now, you were telling us, Elaine, your
2: first book that you wrote and published, Sensationally Single, was that title. You've actually gone ahead and written a second book with your now husband, entitled
1: Excitedly Engaged. Tell us more. Well, lots of tips in there on how we did our journey together, how we prayed about our relationship, how it was so important for Wayne's two daughters and my three daughters to all be ready for us to come together as a couple and our lovely grandchildren. And I love it that Wayne has five grandchildren and then I've got four grandchildren and we just love all our little kitties and love them coming to visit. Yeah. So a blended family through and through. What's his main thing at the moment? What does he do? What's his passion and love? Wayne's a brilliant pianist. So if I start to play something on the piano, he's very quick to come over and start playing it over the top of me. And it's a lot of fun. And I sing with him. Um, Wayne's a pastor. So he just loves people. And he works with Bethany Care in our local area. And so he manages disability um, services and has a team of people who work with the disabled to look after them and care for them. And they've got a care house where people can uh, bring their child for a weekend and have some rest and respite. But uh, he's a a guy with all sorts of trades. He's very handy with his hands and can fix things and mend things. And um, yeah, it's been great writing our book, Excitedly Engaged, just to share our journey and to encourage young couples with what to do and how to bring the families together and how to Merge together and become married and one and enjoy the rest of our life together. Elaine, something that you're currently involved
2: with, besides working in the finance department of the local Christian college in your area, you also do some work with Crown Financial these
1: days. What is that? What does it
2: look like? And yeah, what flicks your switch with your
1: involvement there? Well, years ago, I got involved with Crown Ministry when there was a whole lot of single ladies and they were trying to budget and trying to save we saved up for the cruise. It took us a year, $100 a month and we had $1,000. But what I found is it's still such a need out there for everybody with with Crown Ministries and now there's a new Australian version out. It's just been a joy to do. But Crown Ministry teaches you about giving first off and then saving for investment or for your future and then paying your bills and making sure you've got money in a separate account to cover all those bills that come in. And then the last little portion is just Spending. So you've got that to go and spend it however you want to. And we all waste money or we spend money, um, but having a smaller amount to waste is a great idea. There's um, several DVDs that we can listen to. So, yeah, I've been doing this course and loving encouraging people with it. How many would you facilitate this two at a time? I've had five ladies in my group um, at a time, and then they go home and talk to their husbands if they're married or their children if they want to share with their children and working together. Uh, one of the most important things is that everything we have belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. He owns everything in the heavens and on the mm-hmm. earth. And just learning that, that's been the biggest revelation for the people I teach. is that I knew it, but when I actually do a study course on it, it really does make me understand that I'm just looking after these things and I'm just holding them loosely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if people
2: want to find out about Crown and the work of Crown Financial, where's the best place they
1: should go to to find that? Uh, They can Google online for Crown Ministries and um, and approach them. There's people in Brisbane and Sydney and every city, Um, certainly where I am. I'd be very happy to talk to people about Crown Ministries. I'm very passionate about it. I think the course is a really good course. Um, We do it over three nights, but you can do it over seven nights, and it's a full in-depth study course. But it's really about learning how to do your budget, how to manage your money, how to manage what God has given you. you. You know, the Lord has skilled us. We can earn an income. We need to look after that. We manage it. We need to be great stewards of our money and we need to give back to God what he's blessed us with.
2: Well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, Elaine. God bless you, hey, and God bless Wayne and all the girls in your life and the grandchildren and all that you're doing at your local school, in your local church, and with encouraging people in everything to do with money and financial matters.
1: Yeah, have a great day great life wish you well i am i'm enjoying it thanks so much karen it's been my pleasure
0: that was karen hunt chatting with elaine clinton who has a background in business and finances and as we heard she's passionate about helping people with their finances. Actually, she's become somewhat of a financial coach and teaches classes on how to manage your money in a godly way. Also, the other major theme in her life was starting a Christian singles ministry. While single, she wrote the book Sensationally Single. Then, when she became engaged with her future husband, they wrote a book together called Excitedly Engaged. She says that when they hit the 10-year mark, they plan to complete the trilogy by writing a book called Marvelously Married. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that one. To find out about Elaine's books or her financial coaching, she's happy for you to contact her via email. Her address is ElaineClinton7 at gmail.com. And that's the numeral seven, Elaine Clinton7 at gmail.com. Finally, we'll leave you with this verse that Elaine says really helped her get through a difficult time when she was struggling financially. It's from Romans chapter 15. Verse 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, thanks again for joining us for Elaine's Story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today.
2: Thanks for
1: taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.